This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, I wanted your player's perspective in that, you know, a rough back-to-back. You have the Islanders at home. You just came off the road, and you've pointed out that that first home game is like another road game. And now all of a sudden you're back on a plane, and you're going to that thin air of Colorado for a very important game. I mean, we're talking a four-point swing, and then you have Winnipeg on Thursday. So in a back-to-back game, Duchesne was mentioning it after the game. Pete DeBoer mentioned it after the game. We know what's ahead of us with Colorado. Does something need to be said in the room? Does that, even though, you know, every game's important, every game you can get two points, Craig, like how does the team amp up for games like tonight and games like Thursday where it really can, if you sweep, you know, it can win you the division. Well, there you go. I mean, as far as motivation, you know where you are. I mean, do you not want to, as of right now, want to make sure that you're staying in the number one spot and and win, yes. let Winnipeg go ahead and face Colorado yes. in the first round? You know, so, and, and again, on a quick turnaround, there's less time to think. I mean, you're tired after the game, you're on the plane, and then you're going to get into the room, you're going to hopefully fall asleep, and then you're going to have a meeting probably this morning at 10 o'clock, not a lot of, not a lot of guys that go on the ice, go back, get something to eat and play the game. And, and generally that that um, altitude stuff kicks in more on the second day than, than it does on the first day. So, um, but again, uh, look at Colorado's not playing their best. I mean, they're no. three, five and two in their last 10 games. Yes. So it's not like they're playing great either. I mean, you look at the top three teams in there, Winnipeg's the one probably that's only got a couple games over 500 in their last 10 games. So, uh, but they know what's on the table and the, and the motivation is, is to be able to, again, stay, stay, stay ahead of the, you know, stay ahead of Winnipeg. So the motivation is there. Uh, and then also your both teams are going to be trying to set setting a tone because you don't know who's going to play who in the first round mm-hmm. you're, you're starting to get, you're getting closer to, to getting into the teens, which, which is now you start getting, there's a different feeling once you get into the teens, because you know that the playoffs are right around the corner and, and your main goal from a coaching standpoint is let, let's get our game, in shape, in gear, in form that we're going to play. Oh, again, this is the way we would do it is our game. I'm not really concerned with all, with the exception of a few little details, how we're going to play against our opponent. It's going to be about how we play. And I think they've already established that. I mean, we know that Dallas is a, they, they their, their MO is to be a up tempo fly. Let's go. Let's score some goals. That that's who they are. And, um, you know, and again, I'll go back to the little tiny details, even in the overtime goal last night or the, you know, that, that one, there was a coverage, you know, Horvat's yep. wide open. Jamie, 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 Ben got attracted to the puck carrier Yep. and he takes a half a step in Horvat's right there and boom, it's over again. It's not like they, they, they got their point. They got a point out of it. That's the good news. And they didn't lose a point to a, a team in the Western conference. You know, I mean, that only helped. Uh, the Islanders, as far as their their race to try to get into the playoffs, so um, <clears throat> you know, and again, uh, neither team, I think, as far as the game goes tonight, feel that they're playing at their best right now, and and Dallas knows that they have 
some key people out, some important people, regardless of where they play in the lineup. Um, you know, and, and you got to lean on your goaltender sometimes. Right. So um, like I said, Jake's, I said this last time, you know, I, Jake is one of the top goaltenders in the league, but he's got to continue to work on his game. And, and he's probably, I mean, if the, if the stars have what 20, what do they have 20 games left, 22 games left or something like that. I, I would be thinking that you're looking at Jake, you know, man, I, I would say he's going to play 15 of them or somewhere in there. And I'm sure they're going to gauge that depending on the opponent, the rest, but they're going to do everything they can to get Jake, you know, at his best. We talk about the altitude, and you said that in back-to-back, it doesn't kick in like if you had an extra day in Colorado. What about the time change? And I know these are simple questions, but, I mean, I, I'm just wondering from a player perspective. like It's only an hour. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, and, and you look at it, it no, I, the time change doesn't matter. Okay. I, I, it's... I don't think it ever matters. I mean, when time changes matter for me is when we go out East and typically it was Philly or the Rangers and you're playing a noon game like that. That's ridiculous. You know? So, but, to, and these guys, listen, when, when you're, when you're done playing and you get on your, your plane, your luxury plane with sushi and everything on there and your big old seats, you're not ready to shut it down anyways. I mean, you're even when you go home, if you're in Dallas, you're not you're not going to shut it down a lot of times till one, two o'clock in the morning. So they hop in a plane. Their adrenaline's still going. They're going to land. They're going to get on the bus. They're still going. And, you know, they're going to get to the hotel. And maybe that's about the time they read. You know, it's the time to get in where you're going to, you know, start start kind of decompressing the way it is anyways after a game. So. You know, and then they'll let them sleep in or what, like I said, typically they'd probably have a meeting. They might not even go to the rink today. They might have a meeting right at the hotel and, you know, they'll have their pregame meal and then they'll be back up in the room by one o'clock and do whatever they do, whether they rest for a couple hours and be ready to go. So they've been doing this for a long time. So they kind of know how to handle it. And I, I don't look at an hour difference being a, being a big deal, especially the way they travel now. The only, the only time really, I think is, you know, when you're, you're, you're out there in Vancouver and San Jose and all that other kind of stuff where it seems to, and then you have to go from there and you have to take that trip all the way across the country and then play out on the East coast, which yeah. doesn't happen too often, but when it does, it's, it's ridiculous. I was watching the game last night and the stars obviously are very good in front of the net as far as tips. Um, but as they were working their way around the power play, I said to myself, you know, I missed the slap shot from the point. And we've kind of touched on this, but I wanted to get your thoughts as a former defenseman. I'm guessing it's because of the age of block shots. You don't want it going the other way and that crazy bounces that slap shots can, you know. But, I mean, I always felt as though the slap shot creates rebounds. In other words, like that first goal last night where Duchesne had that empty net, that's because it was a quality shot on net and there's no way that the goalie could control it. Therefore, Duchesne in the right place at the right time. You know, I would love to see, you know, more of that. I understand the wrist shots and the tips, but I missed the slap shot. I think it can create some good offensive rebound opportunities. Well, that that slap shot that you're that that shot that you're talking about did not come from the middle of the ice till last night for Duchesne's goal. It came from the uh, the left side, didn't yeah. it? I think that's where it, yeah. So yeah. that, 
because <clears throat> the reason that you don't see a lot of point shots is it on the power play is because that the structure from the defensive team is so good. You can't get the puck to, let's just say it's Miro on the top of that diamond and, and it comes from Harley or it comes from Duchesne or, or whoever would be on the, or, or Robo. Very rarely can that shot get through because the way that they play a diamond or the way that they force, they always take the middle away, whether it's the defenseman in front of the net or it's going to be the high guy. There's always somebody in that shooting lane. So that's why you see a lot of things you know, get, get, get to the point get to the sides. And then it goes through the box or something like that. And you can get them moving and you can open up lanes. But, but even if, even if it's down on the half wall and it comes out to the point in the middle, there's already somebody waiting there because you're, you're taking away certain areas of the ice. You're trying to go with the lower percentage shots. And so if you can keep them coming from the perimeter and yes, that's where the rebounds occur. But again, a lot of times a defenseman or a forward, when you play a diamond, they're coming out in that shooting lane when it gets to the half walls. So that's the whole thing about penalty kill. And a lot of teams now, it's not like it used to be where it's just kind of stand in your spots and be there and, and try to block shots. They still try to block every single shot, but it's, it's movement. They're, 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 they're not standing still. There's the pressure you go and you take time and space away. And, and you have to, as a penalty killer, it's like if you took a rope, and you tied it to all four players. And mm -hmm. so when one guy goes, they the next go. guy goes. Okay. The next guy goes. The next guy goes. Yeah. Yeah. 